0: Hello, I'm Jill Wigmore Welsh and welcome to this lesson in body sensing and movement awareness. The process you will be working on today is not designed to be a therapy or treatment, so please check with your physician if you have any medical problem which you perceive could restrict you from doing exercise. During the lesson you will be working in lying on a firm surface. Make sure before you start that you have everything you need for your comfort. During the lesson, I will introduce you to a light hypnotic trance and give you instructions to enable you to begin sensing and feeling inside your body. When you move around on a day-to-day basis, you probably have a limited ability to sense and notice which parts of your body you use, where you strain, and how you tense and tighten habitually. As I slowly and gently guide you through the steps on a lesson, The aim is increased self-awareness and sensitivity. Sometimes you may find if you make very small micro-movements, much smaller, less efforting movements than you usually make, that you can develop your skill to sense and feel inside yourself quickly and easily. Often the lessons are very relaxing and centering. Afterwards you will feel an ease of movement and change in your muscle tensions. Now let's start the lesson. Stand and feel what it's like to stand. Is it comfortable? Where does the weight rest down through your feet? Is there one foot which you can sense makes a firmer imprint on the floor underneath you? What would your footprints look like? Would they both appear the same shape? Take a few steps and sense how does your weight distribute down to your feet. The weight of your head, shoulders, the whole of the spine and trunk is translated down to the floor through your pelvis and then down to your feet. This classic lesson will awaken your pelvis and enable you to begin to develop a connection between your feet and head. Come and lie on the floor, you may want to put down a blanket, towel or mat to soften the ground underneath you. Be comfortable, if you need something under your head then a telephone directory or book will give you a firm surface to make contact. Allow yourself to sense the contact which you make with the floor. To help you do this, you can imagine you're lying on a thin white line which has been painted on the floor. Your head and body are lying along the line with your head at the top and your feet at the bottom. Starting from the top of your head, begin to sense the contact the back of your body makes with the line on the floor. There may be spaces, for example, behind your neck, between your shoulders, behind your back, all your contact areas, as if you're wanting to make a map of all the contours that your back surface represents, and the places that your weight is being supported by the floor. This process may take a few minutes. In fact, you may want to switch this lesson off for a while, If you feel you need more time, switch this off now, and come back to it later. Now bend your legs, and draw up your knees so that your feet are resting on the floor. Your knees are directly above your feet. Draw your attention to the low part of your back. begin to start flattening out the hollow in the low part of your spine. Flatten so the top of the pelvis comes close to the floor and then repeat this several times. In exercise classes, this is often done by simply tightening the abdominal and buttock muscles. Feel how much your muscles are working as you flatten your back. Work gently, rocking your pelvis under you. Avoid any stress, strain or pain. While you gently move this way, flatten and release your low back. Gently and slowly. Observe your pelvis moving as you flatten your back. Begin to draw your attention to the way your feet contact the floor. Notice what happens to the contact your feet have with the floor. Is there any change in the pressure through your feet as you flatten your spine and move your pelvis? Make the movement quick and light. Can you breathe with the movement? Now gently begin to push with your feet as you flatten your back. Allow the movement to be led by the pressure on your feet. Does this change the way your muscles are working in your abdomen and your buttocks? Do you need to make more or less muscle effort to move the pelvis this way? Explore for a little while Now leave it and rest, allow your legs to go long. Sense the contact you make now along the imaginary line you drew on the floor behind you. Is it the same as it was when you started? Is the contact changed in your neck, low back? How comfortable does the floor feel now? Bring your legs back to the same position as before with the knees bent. Begin to move the pelvis in the opposite direction to the way that you did before. Gently roll the pelvis so that the coccyx is coming more closely towards making contact with the floor. The coccyx is the small group of bones which forms the vestigial tail. So rock your tail closer to the floor. Allow the whole of your spine to join in and make this movement gentle, easy, flowing. Does the movement interfere with your breathing? Make it really gentle. Use the least amount of effort. There are no prizes or medals to be won, or certificates being handed out for doing this movement better than anyone else. So, if you sense a pain or strain or feel your muscles pulling then do less. Sensing what your body does is easiest if you move slowly and quietly. What does the weight on the soles of your feet do this time? Can you feel the contact changing? What's happening between your shoulders, the back of your head? Move this way many times. Then speed it up. Talk, talk, talk rocking the pelvis down to the floor and rest put your legs down if you wish Bring your legs up again into the starting position if you'd like to explore some more. Now, imagine that behind you on the wall is a clock. A large, round clock. Not a digital type. As you lie on the floor, imagine that you can slide the clock off the wall and down onto the floor and slowly slide it so that it's resting just underneath your pelvis. The 12 is at the top, the head end, towards the top of your pelvis and the 6 is at the bottom, the tail end of your pelvis. Now, beginning from your resting place at the center of the clock. Once more explore the movements of flattening your low back so that the top of your pelvis is rocking closer to the 12. All the while under the clock is your white line You can measure the distance along the line as you rock from the centre start towards the 12. Move slowly and sense how your sternum, ribcage and chin can all be involved in this movement. Take your time, move simply, then begin to explore rocking from the centre of the clock towards the six. Start at the centre and feel how your back can be involved in helping this movement. How far along the line this way do you travel? Is it more or less than moving towards the 12? Stop if you sense any straining in your muscles. Which distance is further, the centre to the 12 or the centre to the 6? Repeat this movement several times. Now rest and allow your legs to lie long on the floor. draw your legs up again back to the start position begin the movement of rocking the pelvis from the center to the twelve and then to the center and down to the six back to the center keep moving gradually reduce the length of the line which is the greatest so that it becomes equal to the other line. If you found that moving from the centre to the 12 was longer than moving from the centre to the 6 then you'll need to reduce this one down and vice versa. You need the long hand of the clock to be able to reach exactly the same place along the line to the 6 and to the 12. So reduce the longest distance to match the shortest. You may find that your clock radius becomes a lot smaller. But the clock can be any size, from a wristwatch to a station clock. As you do this, what's happening to your chin? As you tick to the 12, does your chin move a little? Does it move close or further away from your chest? What happens when you move to the 6? Where does your chin go? What about the contact your head makes with the floor? Does the contact change? Are you breathing freely and comfortably while you move? Or do you find you hold your breath? Allow the movement of the chin and the head to increase to match the movement of the pelvis. Explore moving the chin first one way, so that as the pelvis moves to the 12, the chin moves away. And then as the pelvis moves to the 6, the chin moves towards the sternum. Then reverse it which is natural for you, what seems non-habitual. If you find that there is no movement taking place, then bring some movement in. And now rest. Once again, lengthen your legs and check the contact which you make with the floor. draw your legs up again and lie with the imaginary clock face underneath you. So far, you have explored the small line which makes up the distance from the twelve and the six. But what about the other places on the clock face? What about nine, three, seven, eleven, or two? Let's discover them. Begin exploring again, moving your pelvis towards the nine. That's right, move the pelvis, with the knees still facing up to the ceiling, over towards the nine. The knees need to be still and facing the ceiling. This is a constraint. Keeping the knees pointing up towards the ceiling will prevent you from doing something somewhere else you may wish to explore moving your feet a little bit further apart and together. So the knees stay stationary in space. They stay pointing up towards the ceiling. So how can the pelvis be moved this way? Sense the contact you make with your feet. Keep your feet on the floor, knees facing the ceiling, chest softening, rolling your pelvis towards the nine, and back to the center, and then the other way. Over to the three. Feel your shoulder blades moving over your spine. Can you sense how the movement of your ribs can be involved in the movement of your pelvis? How does your head move as you rock the pelvis from the center to three, back to the center and over to nine. What does the contact of your head do on the floor beneath you? As you move from nine to three, does your head move along its own imaginary line of a clock face? As the pelvis moves to the nine, does the head move to the nine or the three? Explore, take time, discover how your head moves as your pelvis moves, and rest, and allow your legs to lengthen. Bring your legs up to standing again in this same familiar configuration. Begin by exploring the two lines of the circle which you first discovered. The 12 to the centre and the 6 to the centre. What assistance can the pressure through your feet be to help the movement? First, the pelvis moves so that the back flattens, and then the tailbone moves closer to the floor. Now the nine and the three, so the pelvis rocks, and the ribs and the whole body help the movement. So, now you know where the 12, the three, the six, and the nine are positioned. So this time, how about exploring the arc of movement, which starts at the center, travels along to the 12, all the way around the edge of the circle to the three, and then back into the center. What happens in your hips, as your knees stay facing the ceiling, and your pelvis moves, What about the movement behind your head? Which way are you travelling? Can you reverse it? So, let's explore to the 3 all the way along to the 12 and then back to the centre. Keep travelling slowly and easily with your shoulder blades sliding on the floor. Now leave that and begin to explore the diagonally opposite arc from the centre to the six and then all the way around the edge of the circle to the nine. as small and easy a movement as you want. First one way and then the other way. Center, nine, and then six to the center again. Take your time Feel the movement of your head on the floor. And rest. Allow your legs to lengthen. And once again sense the contact which you make on the floor. Has it changed? What have all these movements done to the contact you make with the floor behind you? Can you remember the contact you made at the beginning? Remember the white line? How has doing this movement affected your contact with the floor? Now take a good rest. And while resting, take the opportunity to check out the contours of your back surface. Have they changed from when you did this originally? Take your time Bend your knees up again once more to this configuration. This time, explore those two other segments of the circle we have missed. Travel gently along the line to the 12, back to the center, then over to the 9, and slowly all the way round to the 12 and down the line to the centre. Observe, is there movement at the back of your head as you move around this segment, first one way and then back the other way. Repeat this as many times as you feel you wish to. Feeling the quality of the movement. Now the other segment. From the center to the six, and back to the center. And then along to the three. And then all the way round the clock to the six again. Observe which direction you prefer. Which direction is smoother, simpler? Is this movement of your pelvis echoed by a movement of your chin and the back of your head as it makes a contact with the floor? Now play. Find any segment of the circle and explore along the lines from the center and the arc. Which one did you choose? Which one was your first choice, your preference? And which direction did you go? Now rest, allow your legs to be long. Bring up your legs, sense are you making a different contact now between your feet and the floor? What does it feel like now to have your feet pressing against the floor? Behind your pelvis is the clock face with its 12 at the top, 6 at the bottom and 9 and 3 to the sides. You've already explored the segments of the clock. Now gently move your pelvis along the line to the twelve and slowly begin to move along the outside of the clock towards the three. Move through one, two, three then onwards to four, five, six, and still on round to seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11, and back to 12. All the way around the edge of the clock face and back to the beginning. Circle slowly and start again. Sense how the movement in your vertebra can link to enable the whole community of your skeleton to be part of the process. Your sternum, ribs, shoulders, feet, back of the head circle 12 back to the beginning How about round the other way? Start at the twelve and circle eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Two, one, then back to 12. What does the back of your head do on the floor as you circle? Does the movement of the pelvis echo in the movement of the back of the head on the floor? What about your arms as they rest on the floor, your shoulders? Now leave it. Straighten your legs, lie long. Recall that line on the floor which you drew in your imagination when we first started. How is the contact you make now? What are the spaces like? How has taking your pelvis through this gentle exploration affected the muscle tone in your spine? What has happened to the pattern of contact which you make now? Take time to sense this when you're ready, bring yourself to stand in your own time and sense how standing feels for you now. Take some time to savor this new sense of your body. How does the connection between your feet and your pelvis feel as you stand and walk. Doing lessons like this can bring a new awareness and resourcefulness to walking and standing. This brings you to the end of the lesson. Thank you. After your lesson, please relax for a few minutes and have a glass of water. Take time to notice how much more easily you can sense your body now. If you have any ache or pain messages from your body, listen to them and use them to remind you to move even more gently and slowly in your next lesson. You can either repeat this lesson again, or choose another one from the series with a similar theme to deepen your body ability. For more information on body sensing and movement awareness, NLP and hypnosis, you can contact me at my website, www.theinnerplace.com. I would love to hear about your experiences after doing these lessons.